last time on Geek Wars, the squad talked about the finale of Loki and where Kang the Conqueror is going to fall in in the MCU. We talked about the ups and downs of Marvel's Black Widow and we reviewed Netflix's newest, kookiest dating show, Sexy Beasts. But see what we're talking about now on Geek Wars. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the amazing G-Squad of Amy, Ray, and Marlon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode. How is everyone? Hello. hello. <laughs> Hi. Surprised what was that? that? <laughs> the last episode was about Loki, actually. Uh, I lost track of time there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like, two weeks' time. Yeah. Well, here we are back again with some pretty crazy news. Um, A lot of lawsuits are happening lately. Um, And so we're going to kind of dive into that in our little geeky culture world. Mm -hmm. So like last week, we talked about Black Widow and what a pretty, pretty good film it was. At least it was pretty successful with the Marvel fandom. Um, Unfortunately... There has been a statement that came out this past week that, um, as you know, Black Widow wasn't only available on theaters, but it was also on Disney Plus on the same day for a premium free premium fee of $30. So um, Scarlett Johansson, who we all know plays Natasha, she is suing Disney because uh, she is... How the journalists like to say claim, I'm saying it probably is true. Allegedly. Claims that, allegedly is claiming that Disney, the company Disney, has cheated her by, since they released Black Widow on Disney+, Plus. she is not seeing that money that is coming from, you know, that, that, the, the streaming thing. And so, uh, you know, it, it wasn't. In her, yes, you mean. Can, can, can I make a little correction to that statement? Uh, yes, she please. she was under the impression that they were doing only in theaters. Yeah, that is why she is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. Yeah, I wonder if she even. I wonder if she found out by it's like somebody was like, oh, I wa- allegedly. It's allegedly. Did someone true. like? Was like, oh, Scar, Scarlet, you were awesome in Black Widow. I'm so glad I got to watch it on Disney Plus. She was, she was probably like, wait, what? It's she on Disney Plus because you know celebrities are so out the loop of everything. Yeah, <laughs> really. I, okay, I was just trying to make it late for the story. Just probably she found out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. She's upset. Yeah. I was gonna say like in her contract, but, like they were in her contract, they were stating that uh, allegedly it guarantees her exclusive, uh, you know, a guaranteed and exclusive theatrical release, and they're stating that this dual release strategy reduced her compensation. And they're saying, and like a, a big claim they made is that Disney intentionally induced Marvel's breach of the agreement without justification in order to prevent Miss Johansson from realizing the full benefit of her bargain with Marvel, which is a big claim to make, and that she has to prove that they willingly intentionally broke that agreement and they're saying you know in the months leading up to the lawsuit Miss Johansson gave Disney and Marvel every opportunity to right their wrong and make good on their promise um, but of course uh, you know Disney is saying that you know her contract you know her statement has no merit uh, and that they comply with their contract and that she got you know 20 million on top of what the movie pulled in already uh, and so they were like hey like you got paid a lot like off top, you got paid twenty million plus whatever you were gonna make from this movie, um, but they're also claiming that hey, it's fully a pandemic. Your movie got pushed back because of a pandemic, and we're people aren't comfortable going back to the theater just yet. So we released this dual schedule, and you know I get the frustration. You know it's it's on par to be one of the lowest grossing Marvel films, um, or at least you know one of them. And so it's kind of frustrating, you know, knowing that this is your solo film that's not gaining as much uh, monetary attention as you wanted it to. Uh, but it's also, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting call. It's Disney. You know, they're going to be like, hey, it's, it's a pandemic. We didn't want to fully put our eggs in one basket and not get our return by doing this all in theater and not making it back. Um, and also she's, you know, I, if anything, I think it's more of a, a symbolic 
lawsuit of anything. It's going to be, she's putting her name to something that a lot of celebrities and studios have been angry with. You know, you look at HBO Max and Dune, the director of Dune, the cast Dune has all been upset about this dual release system and so have many other movies. So I think it's more or less a symbolic lawsuit of like, I'm putting my foot down. I might not win, but I'm at least going to make my, uh, my intention to know that this is not fair and I don't like it. Uh, so I think, and, and then you also have, you know, other celebrities that are, you know, jumping on board, uh, with Emma Stone considering suing over Cruella. Um, so we'll see what happens next, but I do think it's more of a symbolic lawsuit of like, I'm upset and I'm going to put my name on this and tell you this is, I'm going to use my money and, take it to court. And even if I don't win, it'll at least be this thing of like, hey, maybe you should think twice before you do this. But we'll see what happens next. But so far, you know, it's interesting. People with money, upset. I want more. Wasn't, she also, wasn't she also a producer too? EP. EP. She was an executive producer. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I understand like, I know from working in the film industry, especially when you are the star and you are the producer, you're literally a, you're a business. You have so many people to pay. Like you make so much money because you have so many people to pay that work for you or train you or whatever. And so I understand like, yeah, she made a lot of money, but at the same time, it's like, like it, there was so much pushback so I'm just, oh, I'm just thinking in her head. She probably has hella debt that she's trying to like make sure everyone gets paid so that she can keep people like in line. And then on top of like, if I found out I worked like this was my first of all, I got my solo movie and I worked on it and I got my money, da da da. And I find out like I'm not seeing any kind of revenue from a stream thing that I wasn't like known about and they didn't even offer to tell me i would have been i would be upset too but again knowing that's hollywood it's like some people just don't say anything because again this is disney so i again i'm kind of like agreeing with marlon how it's like it's very symbolic because a lot of people are like wow like she's putting her name out going against like one of the companies out there and you know even if she doesn't win that that really opened you know how hollywood loves you know big moments like these because this is gonna be a domino effect for others um i did see like uh with the water brothers one thing they did with their stars that i looked up was um they pretty much figured out like they knew like people who their movies the people in those movies that are being released every month they were going to be upset about not getting the money from the thing so what Warner Brothers did ahead of time is they took 250 million dollars and they start paying uh in the back end for a lot of big actors so like they paid Will Smith for King Richard Denzel Washington for the little things and Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman 1984 they like paid them in advance like hey this is probably about the money you're going to get from us doing showing your movies on hbo max you know because we just we just want to be cool with y'all like we're not trying to like cheap like we're not trying to like mess up your money we we just here take this extra money and so that's why um well i mean i know like we all know what christopher nolan and them but like that's why some actors have not really been too upset or at least the big actors who make the big money not too upset because like i already got my money but disney i feel like knew of that but was like we're not gonna do that so i don't know we'll see but again it has started to make people realize like with emma even um emma stone speaking out and who knows like today's sunday we'll probably hear somebody tomorrow on monday because you know disney kind of has an idea of what to release and the, the difference between disney and hbo is with disney us us subscribers have to pay more money to see the movie versus HBO. It's like it's free for 31 days. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just a topic worth thinking. Like what, what is this going to mean for the future? I remember last year we talked about how, what is the movies in theaters going to look like for us? And we got a glimpse of that, but knowing how September is looking kind of iffy for the public, we're going to have to probably go back inside. What does this mean for companies and actors in general? Well, I think it's a moment of Zen for Disney, honestly, because like 
they've gotten and, and Disney and Marvel because um, they've gotten so many big names. And for Scarlett, who's a pretty big name for herself to like be like, no, <laughs> I want my money that you promised me. Um, I think they're going to uh, th- I think. There's, there's there's a lot of potential to you know bad press among the actors because you know they want to be treated you know well and to hear that you know scott johansson's not being like taken care of i think you know that could upset the future balance of power in the in the in the in the casting world who knows um i just they might they might need to tread very carefully with this one um i am reading right now that you know, Disney has been trying to, like, make Scarlet be kind of, like, selfish in doing this and stuff. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. By disclosing her salary and stuff. Right. Her agency was like, hey, that's not cool. Why are you airing it out? Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to build a, a picture of her. Um, but She's greedy. Like if, she, if she is successful and, like, like, hypothetically, if she does win this lawsuit, she will be making hell of money because you know i'm I, I mean i mean i don't know about you but i know growing up i was kind of obsessed with just learning salaries and the pay structure and the hierarchy of the film thing okay never mind <laughs> but big stars typically make like you were an a-list star because you made 20 million straight up mm-hmm. you know that was right. that was the thing so they were saying like oh for her to make 20 million dollars she's an a-list star right but you know that was in the past we are in the streaming age streaming services make hella bank so like companies like netflix and especially amazon they are willing to pay out 100% of actors' back ends in order to land big stars. And that's why HBO was able to pay out those big stars because they're like, you're going to make so much money from streaming because I, I don't know, especially during this pandemic, streaming and theater, it's, 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 it's getting kind of close, like neck and neck almost, like at least in America. I don't know about all around the world, but at least in America, because we were inside for so long. Um, and so for, for Disney to back inside too. Off, or, yeah. And so for Disney to kind of cut off that, that lucrative like stream. First of all, that's not fair. You didn't tell me. Could we could have worked something out? But they were just like, you know, no. So it's I just I just want to know what is going to happen because whatever's going to happen, this is going to probably be a standard norm until someone puts new rules in place. So we'll see. Um, I mean, there's just a, there's a lot of unknowns right now. Like we don't know. Like we know that Disney put out there that they were going to release it on Disney+. Plus. We don't know if that was a prior discussion they had. We don't know that information. I mean, it would make sense that both parties don't give out too much information too soon so the other person can't prepare for it. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see like what they can do with this. Um, you know, it's she could have made a lot of money. I know that Kevin Feige, reportedly Kevin Feige, was trying to advise Disney on... And, you know, in the first place, like, hey, just so you know, this should probably be a theatrical release only. So you don't want so you don't upset her or her team. And then when it began tanking, because, again, it had a very strong first week. But that second week, the issue with streaming is that once it's out there, it's easily pirated. And so that's the thing that they're trying to fight is the fact that once you have it on that streaming service for that week, that second week, the returns are just abysmal. So her second week was terrible. And they're basically, you know, it's reported that Kevin Feige was telling them that you need to make this right with her um, and her team because she's, you know, a very big Marvel star within the MCU. But again, we're, we're going to have to wait and see what comes out once they go to court and they release all the documents and all the receipts to see if it was intentional. It might go to arbitration, but we'll see. But again, I do think that as much as it is Disney being, you know, uh, money hungry, uh, with us going back into the houses again with this Delta variant, they'd definitely stand to be like, hey, like we, we're picking the stance because folks can't go to theaters and, uh, you know, here's our reasoning behind it. We can't like, we wanted to like fight off these low returns. However, they presented, they could definitely, they're going to definitely use, uh, COVID as uh, a crutch to get the point across. But I look forward to seeing what, how they present this. And I definitely, and like I said earlier, this is going to be an example R in terms of what happens next. Um, but I don't think, they're going to stop doing this. They're going to continue to do it. Um, and we'll just see uh, what kind of products they can get into based on that. 
Yeah, let's let's see how the future Marvel movies do. Um, we we do have um, Shang Chang, and we have Internals, and we'll see how. Let's see if anything changes from their point of view when it's post but movie out. Question: do, do you guys think Black Widow was like a was like the movie that 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 they didn't really care about? Not Marvel per se, but Disney because it was like it. It's it doesn't really take place in the now. It's the then. It's kind of like just kind of ending her story in a way. We can't really get anything else out like, of that from her. This is it. So it's like it is what it is for them. Probably when I when you said that, I think of all the movies they sent to streaming last year, like Onward and um, movies that even, don't really um, matter that much. They're like they'll make us some change, but whatever. It's not like we're not, we're not, we're not deeply invested in it. But then you forgot, like, Scarlet was, like, the highest paid actress in the Marvel, in the whole Marvel series that's been going on for over 10 years. Yeah. I think, like, it, it, yeah, I think it would have been interesting if there was some other release of that, uh, like, in a similar time frame. So we can kind of have kind of a, a test of, like, was this something that they really wanted to do? Like, was it going to be like, you know, this is going to be only in theaters for a week and then streaming the next week? Um, but again, I think it's a mixture of the fact that it got delayed a bunch of times and maybe they were just looking at, uh, just the, the, marketing interaction rates like hey it seems like people are interacting less with our marketing regarding this movie maybe we're not going to push it who knows but yeah I, I it is unfortunately ending on a sour note for Stella Johansson you know I mean if we knew that she was done with her role but this definitely means we probably can get any reprisals from her moving forward based upon this bad blow we see now no flashbacks so, no flash so like if anything we might at best get some reused film maybe from a previous film and they'll probably cut her a check but i think i'm thinking that she probably won't want to you know be involved unless there's some formal apology or there's some backdoor agreement of compensation on on her part or their part but we'll, we'll see but i do think that this is an unfortunate end to scott johansson's tenure with the mcu um and she we'll see probably... what this what does and we'll see if the casts are affected she probably already knew that it was the end of her time, um, which is probably a, one of the reasons why she started Burn this that process. Bridge, was, Scarlet. I mean, she wasn't going to be doing a whole lot more after this. She they clearly didn't try and bring her back. And I mean, this is not going to encourage them to is use the true? multiverse to do it. So I don't think they would. Y'all killed will. me at the beginning of the motherfucking movie. <laughs> yeah, she didn't even get to Yo. get in that. Uh, I, I, if I was I her, I'd still be sad she wasn't in a girl fight scene like i'd still be upset that right? they did that to me right um so maybe that's mm. part of the process all that. but all that. the I um, get that scene. You fucking i i feel like there's you. gonna I, be I a, open doors for y'all <laughs> i feel like there's gonna be a the small part of this, mother of this goddamn shit is the i don't know uh the i i was hoping jungle cruise was going to show us that this was this was a female male kind of thing uh jungle cruise did horrible at the box office uh i think it still did its huh? best i think it still beat everything else but black widow got 80 million opening weekend it said and this got like 32 million opening weekend so it did not do very well it's so it's not a marvel movie it's not a marvel movie and that's another thing but i was like like, does Dwayne Johnson's power like, and his penis get him to like rival the Marvel movie? Because if it does, then <laughs> this Johnson. was going to be that was going to be a real telltale sign that uh, this is just everyone's just horrible. Um, but I'm Everyone not sure how that plays out. <laughs> yeah, hey, that, I mean that's why I mentioned it. I was like, let's see from this from this these uh, actors. I think it's important to know that. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is big overseas, so worldwide, I'm sure this is going to bounce back. Love the Rock. The biggest, like, the biggest problem with all this is piracy. <laughs> the biggest problem with all this yeah. is piracy. Oh, true. Yeah. It's too, yeah. and it's the same thing yeah. the music industry was dealing with, and like the film industry was dealing with a mm -hmm. little bit, but they at least got a better handle on everything the past 
several years. And now that they got a switch to streaming, it's <laughs> yeah, all of that nonsense. But like now that now that it's easy to do with streaming, like they have a whole another problem right. on their hands all over again. And it's yeah. it's losing yeah. them millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> And They're Black Widow a- was a perfect example of like that first week it had a real good high. And then as soon as week two started, they were like, oh, it dropped dramatically down. <laughs> and the question is like, how? And it's like, because it's not like you, because there's always that smart individuals or individuals who are like, great, I know how to pirate this from Disney. And I'm going to like now either hand it to my friend group or I'm just going to post it on a site. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I mean, wow, the same is going to happen to Dune, so, so look out for that. Part one of Dune, you mean? So part sorry, one part of one of Dune. But part one is going to um, be free on HBO Max. I still don't like this. <laughs> I still don't like the parts. Parts are stupid. Yeah. Give me a I movie. Mean, Give me one. <sighs> this, they remember they they were they. This was before pandemic time. They were thinking like like a trilogy, which usually those types of books do. But then the pandemic that happened, and now I don't like know what's going That book feels like what one they movie. should just do is just mm-hmm. literally make part one as a movie, and then make part two be just a miniseries. So then they can but just take the time to just. Where is it gonna just... end? Like, is it where exactly know. are we ending the <laughs> movie? <laughs> Never mind. Sorry, that's a whole other. That's another conversation. Okay. But we'll, we'll get to soon. I'm mad about that. I'm mad about that. Also, it's worth I? noting that Jungle Cruise is sitting at 93 percent Rotten Tomato. For audience, you're lying. People are weird. Jungle Cruise has 93 percent audience score. Just FYI. What is Critic this movie star. about? Is this like a it's Jumanji based movie? on that? Ga- it's, on the Disney it's based, thing. It's, it's very oh, similar right. to Pirates of the Caribbean, which is also yeah. based on a ride. Yeah, it's based on a ride. Yeah, that doesn't ex- that doesn't answer her. What's this movie about? But uh, it. Uh, <laughs> oh, at all. My, my I, question I think is. Anything, <laughs> That explains like, to you that what the what, what the writing process was. Imagine that that like five minute ride, and then just throw whatever you want into there. That's pretty much the movie. It's like how can we make this it? two hours long? Let's just I throw a bunch Jumanji of random. Things. in a boat. That's what I thought the movie was about. It's it's basically a rated G. What was that Ice Cube movie with that big snake? Anaconda. It's it's basically Jungle Cruise Anaconda, but the but the G rated version is, is is what I'm gonna call it. Marley, I think you should go watch it and, and report back. I think you should do your Marlin thing and give us a great excruciating or maybe review hit up of one it. of them people who can uh Ice Cube's make great. files appear in your inbox and watch the movie <laughs> Anaconda don't pay the dollars Anaconda 2 great film Ice Cube was, was fantastic Anaconda 2 it's fantastic film it was so bad it was good it was so bad it was good no way um, well until then we'll wait for the next the steps Listeners, if you have questions or concerns about this, because there's so many questions, but all we have to do is wait. Hit us up in our social media for probably under this post that Amy's going to make next week. In this clip. Post your comments there. In this clip. Comment below. (laughs) Right. Comment below. Um, But I want to move on to the next topic, which is very close, near and dear to my heart, because I feel like even as an adult, I'm still a big fan of the show. So... Apparently, and this came out of nowhere. Um, the PBS say, hit show hey, Arthur, which is about you know Arthur the Armark and his friends, to get along unfortunately play, has been canceled. Not canceled, like I know oh, they did something bad, like legit the cut off. They're not the making beat. no episodes the canceled. Rhythm, the rhythm of the My heart dropped when it's I read the news. Mission, it's like, and it comes from the heart. This show, even on my saddest worst days, I would watch an episode of Cheer Me Up. I grew up with this show with all my siblings. Like, this show is like family. Like, it's so ingrained into my like brain that I'm like seeing the worst. Just, I, it was such an emotional response for me. But the weird thing is, um, so you know, the show started in 1996, which I know is so long ago, you guys. Um, what when they the thing that we found out <laughs> the thing we found out about how the show was canceled was um there was an episode this month called uh something about dw and it was about <laughs> hello dw and a podcast which i need to actually watch the episode now because i think she'd be the perfect uh podcast um person 
Um, it's, I think it was called Finding DW. That was the episode. I need to watch that. But basically, um, one of the writers of that episode uh, had said the team had to span, like the crew and cast had to span because she said, Arthur is no longer in production. We had a rap party two years ago. So they already do this news for the longest, but all the episodes um, are still currently out. They will stop showing it by winter when they run out. And then who knows? There has been talk of, um, uh, I forget who said it. Someone on the, on the Arthur team said, this is not the end. We really want to create new Arthur content and be picked somewhere else. And I'm just like, where like y'all were always on pbs what i'm confused about with this story is why it looks like season the actual what's supposed to be the last season is supposed to air next year is what yeah wikipedia says 22 yeah so you said they already filmed all of this that's what they said yeah all all these episodes they've already animated and did the voices and everything didn't you know they're just so they already didn't yes. you post a thing? Sorry. So it's just no. Go ahead. Remedy. No, I, I just I wanted to ask. Didn't you po- you 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 posted a thing on the Geek Force Facebook about this, and it said we're not gone. We're just looking for a new platform to be like more That's what engaged with yeah. kids. So what? Yeah. I okay. Oh, I do want to jump in here real quick. That. I know that according to like New York Times, the interview, the, the similar person, they are p- planning and considering additional Arthur content that will exist on different platforms. So that is something they are going to think about and like work towards. Mm-hmm. So you might see a DW short or you might see um, some like other educational pieces that they might use here and there. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll continue doing some Arthur online reading games that schools can use. But so far what they are is confirming that we are no longer doing the main story anymore. Uh... That might mean maybe they do like a buster special or a buster kind of thing or maybe focus on smaller linear characters but they are saying that overall the story it as itself is wrapping they're gonna have a tiktok <laughs> i mean oh, they might. No. they're gonna have a tiktok muffy's gonna be the one running that TikTok. they're gonna have a tiktok they're gonna have a tiktok because buster's already doing too much with his youtube like videos it's gonna be muffy it has to muffy and the kids that hang out with her and Francine telling her that. Yeah. And Francine would be doing the dances. Oh my gosh, I already see this. It's important so because, I mean, Arthur is the longest running kids animated series in history. Like, that's what, like, that's their known thing. That they are literally, they've been around for 25 plus years teaching generations years. of kids on mm-hmm. PBS. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows it's, this character. Right, uh, and it's, you know, it's going to be definitely a sad day. I mean, it's always sad when you see a, your childhood show. That's like been going strong and going on and all the kids that you teach or, or happen to be around know the same character mm-hmm. to see it kind of come to an end. Um, but like, I feel like most of the cast and crew, while being like, we're disappointed it's ending, has, has also acknowledged that, you know what? It's, it's been an evergreen experience, you know, and, you know, we, it feels like it's never going to end, but, you know, it, it did come to an end, but we look forward to seeing what this means moving forward. So I do look forward to seeing what they use, what they use for this platform, because this thing has won mm-hmm. so many Peabody Awards. So it's like, mm-hmm. what are they so going to do with this? So it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. And also, the first show aired in 1996. Yep. Uh, 19. I remember because I was in my fourth brother grade. was just born. Huh. Yeah, I was in fourth grade. My brother was just born. That's crazy. I remember he was crying when it came on because I was like, well, let's see how this show's going to be. And then I was like, oh, this is a good show. Hooked from day one. Okay, so I have some questions. Mm-hmm. What were you guys' favorite Arthur characters and why? My favorite Arthur characters? Uh, Arthur. Why? Because Arthur was a very uh, young and emotional young man with all these feelings and frustrations and jealousy. And what you like, I feel like he, because again, I was born in 91. So, like, you know, growing, like, 
having a show that kind of like mirrored like, oh, this is kind of how, how big kids behave or this is kind of just like the emotional spectrum. You get a chance to watch a character go through feelings of like wanting to be included in friendship circles and feeling like no one wants to talk to you. Very like early stages of anxiety talk for children, um, as well as like, I don't know how to like use a library card. And then a whole episode about here's how you go to your library. Here's how you use your library card. Here's how you use the card catalog. It was just it was a very niche 90s show that went through a lot of things to answer those questions for you and also covered crazy and amazing things like loss or adoption. Um, So it was a show that pretty much tried to hit you where you were. And just evolved around it. I mean, even still, like, and it's, you know, 10 years, you've watched the show as fully, you know, transformed to include social media, to include uh, video games, to include students who have addictions to video games and how that can affect and hurt them in school and having conversations. The principal, I believe, uh, got married to his partner in an episode. His teacher got married to his partner in an episode. So it's like this show is constantly evolving to be be as inclusive as possible. So I think it's a great show that uh, was focused on being inclusive. They even had a 9-11 episode, which was titled April 9th. And I remember this um, because um, it was like a day where the like it was a great way to kind of educate kids on like grief and feeling confused. And when things are out of control, like when grownups feel out of control and kids are like, what what do we do? Because I remember like, well, I was a teenager, but I can only imagine being a smaller kid in such a situation where something bigger than it seems just kind of just takes over and like Mm -hmm. makes it seem like the world's ending as a Mm -hmm. kid. And that episode was really heavy on my mind. So I was like, this is like, that's why I was just like, Arthur, man. Um, But as far as like, like from my favorite character was Buster because he was the video kid. He was the kid that had ADHD. Um, he was he was just always willing to try things, and I love his uh, positivity. He didn't do well in school, and he wasn't into school, but he was always so loyal and just down for Arthur, you know. And and I liked how he they examined his home life. I liked that he got to he got to have his own spinoff show first um so yeah i was like i just love buster and he's super imaginative because when he's scared he just be building these scenarios and it kind of reminds me when i'm talking to eming and i'm like i'm scared about life and i'm like building up a crazy scenario and she's just like that's not gonna happen i feel like i'm, I'm channeling my inner buster so <laughs> sorry <Amy. laughs> whatever helps <laughs> Do you have a favorite or at least somebody that you admire on that show? Honestly, I Oh god, I, I don't even that I'm like... not even sure, but I, I feel based on my mem- my very very faint memories back then, um <laughs> I think I just enjoyed the show as a whole. Like, I wasn't really like zeroed in on one character. I just I remember just feeling like there were a lot of different people and that's how I saw the world at the time, you know, people, different people coming together to do something. And, um, that was probably the thing that, that struck me the most was just like, you know, different walks, different animals, different creatures, different backgrounds and such coming together. And that's kind of what my, I think my parents really like tried to, uh, enforce in me as a kid. And that's kind of growing up as a half white, half Asian kid in a really, mostly Asian part of this of San Francisco. Um, so that was, uh, it really, it really spotlighted that for me. Like, you know, we're all different. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. We're all different and we, we work to get along. So Ray, did you watch the show too? Yeah, I did. I didn't, I'd, I, I feel like I remember reading more of the, books growing up than I watched the show but I definitely remember mm. watching the show um, right. and what you call it the uh, I remember really liking most of the characters I can't think of any others that really stand out that you haven't mentioned other than the good old and great DW uh, always there to ruin everything yes. at all times uh, and then <laughs> Uh, what you call it? And then the uh, brain. I can't think of his name, but I just remember him as brain. 
Oh, Brian. Uh, Brian. I think his name really is his Brian. Name Brian? That's rude. No, Alan. Alan. That's okay. his real name. Alan. Al- no, Alan's his real name. I was like, Brian, Alan, Alan. That's his real name. Yeah, but he was always the great. Ki- the kid that celebrates Kwanzaa. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> I have no comment on that part. But I'm just throwing it out there. The, uh, right, right. <laughs> but DW, great character. <laughs> DW though. <laughs> oh, DW. Yeah, I mean, they had a holiday special. They they did it all. They had like hella celebrities. Um, so I'm hoping because this is happening, they're gonna release like a a DVD set or something. I'm saying this for me for my purpose. Cats gonna I'm buy something. Cats gonna buy a new but DVD set. I need uh, probably I need Blu-ray DVD set. Exactly. <laughs> DVD Arthur set with everything. I want that for Christmas in um, case it comes out. Um, because they don't have it. They don't have all this. Not all done streaming. yet. They kept changing it. So, well, I meant like they don't have like seasons one through fifteen on streaming. You have to watch like. 14, 17, like random after post 15. And I think that's so odd. Um, Cause for me, like growing up, it was literally seasons one through 10 where I was, that was like my, what I grew up on. And I'm like, what if I want to watch the episode where, <laughs> you know, they got the chicken pox. I can't, I have to go on YouTube to watch, watch it. So if they can like release it all somewhere. Thank you. I'm just putting it out in, in the universe. Speak Hopefully, it and it will come. Know. Yeah, they can they include the memes in it too because you know so many Arthur memes. Right, that's exactly how I felt when I read the news. That was the most accurate me- time to use the meme. Was that? But uh, yeah, man, this is how I'm like. This is just a product of getting older. This is this is just one of many shows and people. I'm honestly surprised that show got 25 right. years. That's or however long it's been 96? I keep forgetting yeah. it was on sometimes that is years, <laughs> yeah. 24 years you're right, you're right 25, yeah, no, it's crazy I was like, Sesame Street though <laughs> yeah. Sesame Street's over 50 years old it's also still crazy. going, so I was just thinking oh, I guess Arthur will do the same I guess did y'all, we'll see. Uh, while we're on the subject <sighs> of family friendly uh, things, did y'all check out my boy LeVar Burton this week yes Yes, yes. Absolutely. I was so sad. It was only one week. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. Why one. can't he do it for the rest of the like I, for the rest? I think I feel they're bad. still trying to determine that. I feel bad at Maximum because he they also picked the week of the Olympics to put him on uh, Jeopardy. Yes, oh, yeah, like, they did. so they did. like I don't know if his ratings were, wasn't it? how they were how they yeah. I'm worried about that. But other than that, he my parents care. watched it. <laughs> I was with them. I was like, "Oh, y'all watch Jeopardy still? Okay, cool." Hello, <laughs> Burns on Well, I don't know. I didn't know what day it was for I a know. second when I got there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wait, it's his week. I forgot. I know there was so much word of mouth news on uh, social media about watch it, watch it. And I love that. Just fans were just like encouraging like you might not watch game shows but LeVar is going to be on Jeopardy so watch it I, <laughs> I liked seeing that on Facebook and Twitter like he was just random just I don't know what you're doing stop turn on Jeopardy now LeVar's on and I'm like thanks you yeah, know so the internet, the, the internet asked for it for a while like we should replace him with LeVar Burton, just do it, just do it and now we've been saying that I think they still might Jeopardy the ball's in your corner to, to do a celebrity episode where Donald Glover is a guest and LeVar Burton's the host and he has to talk to LeVar Burton. <laughs> That's too much. But I have to be on the show. Them. Jeopardy, yeah, you have to do it. I'd rather than get the cast. Just get the cast. Just get him, Danny Pudi, and Julian Jameson. Just like have a community cast. Oh my cast gosh, the whole it. episode. Oh god, where's Dan Herman? Yeah, that would be one of the most right. That would be the <laughs> most watched episode this year. Yes, we're asking the question, not a game show. There'd be so many boomers and <laughs> elder, like people from uh, just, just that are just old, like, old fans. Who are these people? Like, who are these people? Just someone with money. They, I think more of <laughs> where they come more from? likely to do very well is some sort of thing like that with a bunch of Star Trek like alums or something. That would that oh, would oh, get much fun. more ratings. That would get Sir much Patrick more. Stewart. I know. But they would both be wholesome and fun. They would be so shady. <laughs> I don't know about wholesome for answers. Community. I'm for sure that. Well, wholesome. 
Well, in my head, it's wholesome. <laughs> my, like two, my version of wholesome. Two back to back. <laughs> It'll just be so spicy and <laughs> yeah. wholesome from the Star Trek. Well, mm-hmm. I feel like I was telling this to Camille. I feel like Lavar Levar Burton has a very interesting celebrity about him where it's like half the audience. I'm sorry, not half. Some of the audience knows him from Roots. Some of the audience mm-hmm. knows him from Star Trek, and some of the audience knows him from reading Rainbow. But all three absolutely love LeVar Burton, and he just fits that line that they're trying to find someone who's watchable right. to bring everyone to right. watch this person. So it's like, it he's the best. he brings nerds of all flavors together. <laughs> nerds of That's- knowledge. Exactly. He's literally the nerd celebrity of. Oh, I hope. Fandom. I hope they I mean, make him the. They permanent couldn't do host. any better if they hired like Neil deGrasse Tyson. As, like honestly, it is. It picks someone who's like has enough pull within the current like. Why are you doing like, that? Cool. We, we, we love Levar. He's like no. <laughs> no, I don't want Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's like, like, That's not a good idea at all. You like Neil deGrasse Tyson? Why are you? Huh? You like Neil uh, for some reason, like, I no, heard. No, sorry, my I bad. Like for some that. reason, I heard Neil Patrick Harris. That's why I was reacting that strongly. Oh, uh, <laughs> are you serious? My bad. My bad. I, I was like, wait a minute. I mean, my hey, bad. it's okay. Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's not your flavor. I'm cool with that too. I'm looking up here for you because you're probably in space somewhere right now, and uh, you can you can host your. Oh, <laughs> Because they show him on that Fox News one doesn't mean he's, he's always floating. Aiming, I truly believe in my heart that when you reach to that when you reach the, the level of intellect that Neil deGrasse Tyson is, matter doesn't you can physically be whatever you want to be. You just like can apparate because you know all about quarks and and just okay, like okay, I can I can okay. walk through matter. If that's the case, then you need to put him in the fast franchise so he can live. Oh, absolutely. No. I feel like if they do that, then they'll probably get into the multiverse <laughs> and then we'll Oh have my gosh, if he ends group. up on that. <laughs> Would be all funny. because of Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Still like, like, oh my gosh, I'm scared say, now. What if that actually happens? I think we're because then he'd have to quantify, like, Dom, your family's atoms are just made of this <laughs> this unknown mythical. At, oh I have to name it the family atom. It's just yeah. it's so, all the bonds are just so tight, nothing can get through them, Dom. How did you make this new atom? Oh family. <laughs> and it's just. <laughs> It'd be a bond, and not an atom. That's how he discovers. And that's where the show and, should and, end. And that's why, like, oh, so that's how you're able to jump off a building and get hit by cars. Oh, Your atoms are just bonded so tightly because of this family bond. They just, they Is just, it a mutant thing? It's just, it's a full mutation because you're so tight together. Nothing works around like it's Your love to. created a mute, mutation exactly. with family. And then and Scarlet everyone Witch. everyone who come into... There you go. We can move on from. Uh, we always want to talk idea. about Fast and Furious somehow. I know. Comes into That's this. you, though. <laughs> Both of y'all. Maybe it is. But speaking of more <laughs> legal troubles, let's talk about uh, another fun legal the trouble. The biggest okay? one of all right now. Oh. Oh, okay. Let me stress. Let me stress before this one. This is this is a big one because um, this affects oh affects so many people in a whole gaming industry. Um. As you know, Activision Blizzard, which so many games, I like, I'm just going to just say one, like World of Warcraft. There's just so many other stuff. Uh, So a few weeks ago, um, as you know, in the gaming industry, it's a pretty not a nice industry to kind of work in. You know, I understand, you know, putting your work out and everything. That's great. But as far as treatment of employees, it's horrible. And especially if you are uh, a woman uh, a woman or a person of color that you, you get treated like bad. Um, especially uh, within Activision Blizzard, it had like a frat cultural environment where... Um, where a lot of, if you look up on the internet on many prominent articles, they were they they use words like widespread, alleged sexually harassment, assaultment, psychologically traumatized, with folks who are in power at the company, uh, not only just at this company, but like companies that 
like we're I guess within that, that that's the thing. But they said okay, so the lawsuit was filed on July twentieth by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing after years of an investment of investigation that turned up stories of multiple women suffering daily harassment and abuse while working at Activision Blizzard. Um and since this was known, so many people, former and current employees, have come out to share more stories of abuse, you know, offer apologies and support to these women, or they're just trying to distance themselves from the whole thing. I get it. Like, it's bad. Um, um, and so, like, every day, if you just look up Activision Blizzard, there's a new article with new information about treatment of how people... Uh, treated the employees or like just crazy uh like how people just had crazy power to do whatever they want because they were working in such a lucrative environment because you know they were basically the higher part of the hierarchy and um they did whatever they want and just to just to make note like it wasn't just women that were being abused it was men too i read an article like men on their first day were being sexually harassed and stuff because that was just the thing to do around the office. Um, and so it's kind of like Activision Blizzard, their social medias are very quiet right now. I get it because they are addressing this lawsuit. But so many people all over are coming out and sharing their their comments on this uh, about the support of people and how this needed to be done and how this is crazy. I didn't know this was happening type thing. So um, what are you guys' thoughts? Like, I know a lot of you guys probably don't, I don't know if you played any of their games or whatever, or know of the environment of there, but hearing some of these things or learning about some of these things since this has been out, what are some things that you guys are thinking about on this? Well, I mean, initially, my first reaction is to always proclaim for the horde, because uh, I love WoW. But in terms of the company, definitely is uh, it's whack. It's definitely whack. It's just disappointing. And I feel like this is this has been something we've been hearing about from a lot of places. I mean, I feel like gaming, as we know, definitely has a lot of issues, and it's not as regulated as most places happen to be in terms of like, hey, like this work environment's not too safe. Or I feel like you know I'm being ostracized. Or I feel like I'm being harassed, and We've often seen people like either not acknowledge it or push under the rug and then they get caught and then they got to do some kind of backwards planning of like, oh, like I'm not going to hire more women or I'm not going to hire uh, more people of color just to kind of like cover up the fact that I have bad work. Uh, I have about a bad work environment. Um, and I do think that with this whole activism blizzard thing, uh, it's just been getting worse and worse because people have been like just opening up. And I feel like it, it's what happens when people realize that, oh, we both have a, the same experience of this bad thing happening. And then you start realizing, oh, it's more than us. And once you kind of have that going, then you have a full message. You, you're able to create more of a push, more of an outreach. And I'm loving what's going on. And it's also helpful that Activision is shooting themselves in the foot. In particular, um, Fran Townsend, um, uh, she tweeted out uh, the problem with whistleblowing, which is basically pretty much just calling out people that um, alert others to unsafe work environments and how it's like affects the workplace in a negative way and how it harms the team. Um, she also was listed um, in the walkout last week. She was listed as one of the people that um, people were using to say, I'm leaving walking out because of her, because she sent an email out to the entire staff calling all the uh, accusations meritless. Uh, and what's really interesting about um, this lady, Fran Townsend, is that she used to be, uh, she used to serve as the assistant to the president for Homeland Security and Counterterrorism during the Bush administration. Uh, and oh, yeah, she trash. And some of the things that people attribute uh, to her uh, is she was one of the big boosters behind raising the national terror threat level. Um, she was also really behind kind of hiding uh, what was going on at Guantanamo Bay. And she also was really pivotal in promoting, um, not promoting, but she's really pivotal in saying, hey, listen. Torture may be bad, but torture is necessary. Uh, yeah, under so, Bush administration. Yeah, so, so hold on. Before you go any further, I just want to make sure I understand this correctly. What's her relationship to Blizzard? I, I just maybe I missed that part of what you said. <laughs> 
Yeah, I believe like she is one of their. Let's see here. Uh, like they they list her as Activision Blizzard's Fran Townsend, and it's just like, what does she do? But like, they, like she's apparently a part of the company and a yeah, product where she could literally just send them documentation. And I was like, tell me more about this woman. So I went into the rabbit hole figuring out who she was. Executive Vice um, President of Corporate Affairs. Oh, there you go. she the devil. She the devil. Ooh. She literally yeah. the devil. The resume so sounds like was, the devil resume. She, yeah, she was defending <laughs> the use the of torture, including waterboarding, oh sleep deprivation, and forced nudity. Yeah. Yeah, I Regardless of what you I think remember of the issue. <laughs> I have uh, Yikes. There's a lot of there's a lot of comments for I didn't realize they had someone like this working at Blizzard. <laughs> that explains a lot. Um, <laughs> the they, okay. Isn't that why? Go off. Go isn't off. That why? Go off. I just executive executive vice president. <laughs> it's it's funny this comes back up because it reminds me. I was talking about it the other day how uh, th- there was once a time where Fox News was the channel of uh, waterboarding isn't real torture. Um, and this just the same time period oh, yeah. as all the rest of this. Um, and so, um, yeah, I I don't know what happens at this point. Like, I actually think Blizzard might be dead. Like uh, after this, like it, it's it, this is a big mm-hmm. this is going to be a big thing to see what comes out of this because either nothing comes out of this, which then causes the video game industry to riot um, because something has mm-hmm. to come out of this. The, mm-hmm. You don't get the state government involved mm-hmm. in proceedings like this unless there is a very serious problem with your company. Um, and also, uh, yeah, if they do do something, it's some going to be some big class action thing. It's going to get probably a lot of like executives fired. It's going to probably change the structure of that company so huge. What what happens? Mm-hmm. There won't be no. There will be no Diablo two remastered. Like there will like what's what is all on these mobile. other things on the yeah and all these other things like <laughs> Overwatch two. We'll never see Overwatch two at that point. Like like or will we? And it'll just be everything is going to change. Um, but I hope something happens because the video game industry needs a win like this. Yeah. Um. Kind of like what Ray was saying. Um, I was reading how even like this is affecting like how like so like YouTube channels, they're halting their coverage of Activision, Activision Blizzard games because of all these allegations allegations. And, you know, I also want to point out this is happening at um, Ubisoft, too. Like they they have allegations happening there as well. Riots had stuff in the past. I want to say that but all i say is i see is ubisoft but it could be that so with that and so youtube is just like we're not showing and riot so that was like the recent one lately um youtube is like we're not showing we're not doing any uh coverage of your new game so sorry you know so they're losing out on money and stuff of um of their company because of this like it's it's slow like this is a really big deal like slowly things are like being put in place they're losing all the things that make them money and you know for the i mean i don't know what the like the current employees are i don't know how how they're dealing with it because i know that's their work that they're going to be losing money out on but it's like this is a big thing that needs to be fixed kind of like last year through um well, like the past two years with like the Me Too movement, and then last year when we had like the whole diversity, I call it the diversity purge because that made companies wake up and be like, we gotta, we gotta start putting these disclaimers on our thing how we 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 hire anybody, and that's true because I started seeing that everywhere. I was like, oh okay, okay. So it's it's funny how um they Activision Blizzard and companies like that kind of like kind of just quietly got skipped over. So it's like. But again, this has been years of out like investigation. This was the year where it was just like, hey, everybody, this is what's happening. And um, especially during a year where I feel like so many stuff is coming out for them. And I'm like, I don't know if y'all going to be alive by December. Um, but it. I also read how uh, over 2,000, over 2,000 employees signed a letter to... Um, so it's like hundreds of like thousands of current and foreign employees from 
Activision Blizzard signed a letter to the company's management calling, you know, the response of a recent lawsuit alleging uh, alleging the, you know, the sexual harassment. It's just horrible and they need to stop. And I'm like, that's a lot of people to get together in the, um, on a letter. So it's like, I don't know. I, and then also they were going to walk out. Was it this Wednesday or ne- last Wednesday? So they planned a walkout. It was last Wednesday, eight, August 28th. No, sorry, July 28th, I think. Um, there was a walkout that, uh, I don't know who started it, but the walkout was to not play games, you know, made by the company, uh, or like for the fans. And then like the employees would walk out of their offices and just not show up. Um, I haven't looked to see how that went. I haven't found that article, but like it's stuff, stuff is taking place to, really um shine that you know we're all united in this and that we're going to take down these people who thought they could get away with all this for so long um but if i have to hear one more person saying i'm sorry i failed you i failed you women or so i'm gonna just scream because that's why i keep hearing from people who used to be like in executive roles that don't work there anymore that's all they have to say and i'm just like okay do something about it you're sorry okay do something about it you know so like i'm just tired like that's all i see wait, wait. when i look up about this Kat, are yes. you are you asking for individuals that caused harm to restore said harm well i mean i'm not saying i don't know if they cause harm i just know if they were especially in executive position they let things happen oh, no, what i'm what and- i'm saying is like they're probably not going to do it which is gonna I suck. know, but like they're just gonna like just say it and be like, "That's all I can do." And I'm like, "You could do some." Oh no, 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 we're gonna but, we're gonna give us a hashtag, okay. maybe a maybe a new background. We stand they, with our workers. Literally, that's all they've been doing, Marlon. So that's I guess that's the most they can do. Yeah, they're gonna maybe give out some new skins uh, on all their platforms. <sighs> we stand with our workers. Uh, sh- Hashtag okay. us too. Just, uh, just, just a cash in. Um, yeah, because then with Ubisoft, they also had a letter and uh, a whole um, call out too. Um, and so, oh man, what was I gonna say? I just lost, I lost my train of thought. But um, yeah, this is this is looking kind of crazy. I do want to note that. The first time I heard about this news, it's that state of California is suing Activision Blizzard. And I was like, say what? A state? And that's what happened. Um, Because I know I said the department, but literally that's the entire state of California. So, wild. Um, Any other thoughts on this? Because I'm just like, I mean, we'll probably stay tuned to see what's going to happen um, in all of this. The walkout but... that happened in, I think, was it Irvine. There was like 350 people who walked out. Um, but I don't think it has a changed management. They haven't said anything else or for, against, nothing. Based on of course. this of course. article Let's from two days ago. Damn. Yeah, because when I saw, uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. So, like, in, 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 in when all this is happening, there have been other, like, companies and corporations who do support women and people of color and Black people and uh, in the LGBT co- community. They have been reaching out towards building a better change by um, asking to donate to their corporations so that they can uh, spread and... Um, help kids get more into like like women like they have black girls in code women in code all those type of companies to help sponsor and and provide a safe space because that's where it starts especially if you're starting in that career you want to learn company culture and what's wrong and what's right um honestly everything is still kind of tight lip i mean i mean my common sense raiders radar is saying like of course, in this lawsuit's gonna ask for like some type of payment and training and how to act in an office. Which, as an educator, I'm like, it's pretty common sense, but these people don't know because they're so far gone. So I'm only imagining that 
some stuff that's being asked, but we we actually don't know yet. So we just have to wait and stay tuned to see what will happen next on that. Ooh. Time will tell. Time will tell. Um, with that, anyone else have anything add on the docket? Marlon, Absolutely. Do you have a plug for? Okay, cool. I do want to make a correction. I said Anaconda Two is actually Anaconda the first one. Yeah, I was with, like, was it Ice Cube? Also, it was the first Anaconda. Also, that this lineup, y'all, this lineup is out of control. The top yeah. listed cast of Anaconda are John Voight, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez, yeah, Ice Cube, right. Owen Wilson, what, Danny Trejo, what? Wow. okay, and Eric Stoltz. This lineup yeah. was absolutely That's amazing. a lot of people. This was peak 1997. Well, there was a lot I of, love it. There's a lot of that in the 90s. There's a lot of things It's like, like how are y'all on a film together? And it's like, oh, this is early 90s. Y'all just getting into it. Yeah. They were exploring themselves <laughs> in weird ways. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of information said. there. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I know. I know what it sounded like. I know. And I didn't care. He was like, I know what I said. I said what I said, said, God damn it. And I admit it. Okay. Do you have a plug for Marla's Corner about what do do you have? What's the next episode going to be? Or you want to talk about Marla's I decided to make myself a little bit easier. What I'm going to do is just, I'm looking at what directors were born this month and and I'm just going to check out their films. Ooh, that sounds like a fun project. Mostly because I ended up watching Crimson Peak last night because I had never seen it. And I, also because it's my favorite director for horror. It's Guillermo del Toro. And also stars Tom yeah. Hiddleston. You've never and saw Crimson... Well, it's not... It's, I've it's, never seen it. It's not his like, best movie. It's not, but it was... It had its moments. I definitely was thrown off by him getting a handjob from his sister. Uh, that definitely threw me for a loop. I was like, wait, what's going Spoiler. on? I don't remember that <laughs> scene, but thank you. First of all, I Dang, I was audibly, I was like, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> what's going on? You're screaming at the screen. I was like, what in the Game of Thrones is going on here? <laughs> this is cat shit. Where's cat? No, wait, wait what? Game of Thrones. It also, it, it also <laughs> was like, a, it also was like a period movie. So it was like really old timey Venetian. I was like, oh, let's give it a full over the... It's a full gloved hand job. This is weird. That's a fetish. <laughs> oh, that's why this film. Probably. And I was like, okay, you know what? This film, this film got me. This film, this film got me. I got to watch my life. This film got me. <laughs> it was kind of boring. That movie. I was like, I got to pay attention. How this is going to end now? I gave her a full handy. Let's see this. What's happening? You woke up. Okay, now I'm invested. <laughs> like, what does this mean for the rest of the film? Tell me more, Tom Hiddleston. Um, so you're going to watch more Gilmore Gil- Del Toro movies? Uh, I love all his stuff. It's fantastic. Uh, I was it's like, a, Shape it's of a, Water it's a great... is still one of the best movies I've seen. Hands Labyrinth. Did you say Shape of Water is the best film you've ever I said it's one of the best mo- movies I've seen. Like, Shape. I can, I, I still talk about that movie. Uh, Kat, I have to disagree. I feel like I disrespected that movie because I went to see it and I fully could not stop laughing. At this film in public, it was the weirdest thing I've ever. The moment that's because you're that not, I'm not surprised. It was you the haven't tapped into your weirdo yet. Seen. That's why. Well, no, I was here. I was here for the weirdness. I was <laughs> you on were board. But the moment Homeboy got up and did some kind of Cab Calloway black and white dance number, and I was like, See, "That's where, the where fuck you're, are we? you're not that weird. You're not that weird." <laughs> I was like, "Where are we? How did he?" All of a sudden, on a Cab Calloway suit, he's dancing oh, and doing. Why not? This is a whole other, this is a whole other podcast. It's a time period. A whole other podcast. And then at a certain point, Merlin hates and Cat eating like. Well, no, I don't hate it. I just thought this is a strange movie. At a certain point, I turned to my friend Dory and I was like, "And that's how you get sea lice because." <laughs> You are disrespectful. <laughs> you are so disrespectful. I was like, I'm she so sorry, about Mr. Crabs. Del Toro. She got one about so crabs. Sorry. About them we love you. I don't know this man, Del Toro. We, I've never seen we don't claim my him. Life, He's not ours. We don't claim He's a little rogue yes. podcaster who wandered in. Also, no. also, I needed to be known that Shape of Water had to have Shape of Water served one purpose, and that was to keep the Academy from giving best film to a, a, a black film. They're like, you know what? Let's split the difference. Shape of Water, best picture. <laughs> Let's just give it to over. Because did it win it over? Like it had two categories, and like it won. And it was like yeah. cool, like because the other one was like a clear black film, and it was like we're well, not going to get film. 
Uh, I think it was... Because if it was oh one God. of them trauma ones, then I'm fine with that. <laughs> it honestly, it honestly, honestly. might have been Green Book, which is probably didn't deserve it anyway. No, Green Book won. No, Green Book they won. They won for Black Panther. And it, and it was, oh, for sure, it was sure. really sad. That I truly it was don't really remember. Sad. I truly I'm don't remember what film it beat out. He like, turned around and talked to me. He's like, what? Uh, Sorry, the Oscars is like the Super Bowl for us. Yeah, it didn't win we best. know it who wins Best Picture. <laughs> yeah, it didn't win Best Picture. <laughs> It says Shape of Water wins Best Picture Oscar. Oh, yeah, here it is. The director won, I believe. No, no, it did. It It won Best Picture, but... It did. uh, What did it win over? That's what I'm trying to pull up right now. Uh, Oh, it it would beat out Get Out and Lady Bird and three billboards. So Get Out was... It says defeating strong competition, Get Out, Lady Bird, and three billboards. I remember Get Out. But at the same time, I was like... Jordan Peele won. That was all I wanted. Um, I knew Get Out wasn't going to win, even though it should have won. So I was glad Shape of Water won because it was it, it just fit the category of all the categories to me. That's just me. But both movies won, so I was happy during that Oscars. I was like, that's all I care about. But then the next year, then they were like, can't you thought Green Book? And that's why I was like, that's another oh, story. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, James Cameron was born in August, so I'll watch some James Cameron films. You go to watch James Cameron movies? Yeah, he was he was he was born in August, so I'm gonna watch some James Cameron films. <laughs> Three billboards, Godspeed. the post, the Phantom Thread, Lady Bird, Get Out, Dunkirk, Darkest Hour, you know Call what? Me by Your Name, Shape of Water. That was one that one. Yeah. That was a good movie year. I watched all those movies and I, I remember I actually did a review and I was like Shape of Water. That was a long time ago. Shit, that was that was so long. I'm like, wait, good times. Where was I in my life when those movies came out? Oh wow, right. Good times. Oh well, pre-COVID times. Okay, so Marlon's gonna go on a James Cameron binge. Good luck. I'm gonna try to find Uh, something I haven't seen from him so I can. Okay, I was like Terminator. Nah, I want something I just haven't seen. Um, Let me check that out. Maybe Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> that's not, that's not really him. Hey, which one? Alita Battle Angel? It's only kind of him. <laughs> it's not really him. He, right like, now. produced it, right? He executive yeah. produced it. I thought Robert Rodriguez directed that. He did. You're right. Robert Rodriguez directed it. I love Robert Rodriguez. I highly recommend you should do him next, but... Mm, oh, maybe... Me. Ooh, Aliens of the Deep. Oh, that's rated G. Why not? Why not? You said anything. Yeah, I, think, think, that, I think this is a full documentary. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. This, this is when he went underwater because he likes to do stuff like Oh, yeah. That. I go find oh, when you try to go to the Mariana Trench. Yeah. Like, he, I want to be in the deepest part of the earth. Because he has that kind of stuff that. going for him. And he created his own technology just Ooh. to film avatars to do whatever. I'm gonna which, watch, when is that coming out? I'll watch The Abyss. I'll, I'll, I'll watch The Abyss. Oh, I've have I actually oh. seen that one? I don't think I've seen The Abyss before. I don't remember if I've seen that. But that sounds like I have, but I don't know. I'll well, watch The Abyss, know. and then let you, it's, it's dated 1989, so let's check that out. Maybe, I feel like he made Retro. good movies in the 80s. Oh, and also Avatar 2 is, is it's slotted. It's in post-production, mm. uh, 2022. What's funny is Avatar 3 is also for years. <laughs> Yeah, they filmed it together. They edited it together. I love it. And the last Avatar comes out in 2028. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! We got five of these. 2028 will be the last one. Maybe I'll be dead before then. Nah, (laughs) he'll find you. He'll find you. You're gonna either you're gonna upload to the cloud. Hey, wherever you are, you're gonna watch this. You're gonna watch this. You're still gonna watch. Your consciousness is still gonna watch this movie. Mirror episode. Why would you do that? No, remember so the so. show on Amazon upload. Remember? Speaking of which, when is that? Was well, never mind. But that's another that's research project, y'all. You know, there's so many shows that we're still waiting for season two, but then COVID. Oh God. Um. So with that, you guys, I'm gonna wrap it up. Thank you so much for coming together and talk about all the wonderful things that we talked about. Listeners and fans, don't forget to hit us up on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for your latest and greatest news. If you want to say hi, whatever, we're here to respond. Um, with that being said, um, make sure to watch a good movie, eat your veggies, and geek on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.